0: Poetry. Ladies and gentlemen, Stevie Edwards. Okay, first off, she's been published in more places than you can count, and we don't know anything about numbers because we're all poets, so... Uh, math is hard. Math hard. You're right. Yeah, math hard. Oh, it's not easy. It's not. Um Listen. Steve Edwards, ladies and gentlemen. She's out of right now out of Ithaca, formerly out of that's the wrong hand. I'm I'm from the wrong. I'm not from Michigan. Right, right. over here? Right? Right about there. Right? What? Oh, are you from? Where on the hands? People from Michigan crack me up. (laughs) They relate to everyone by saying, hi. (laughs) It's fantastic. Now she's pursuing her MFA at Cornell. Perhaps you've heard of it. I'm trying to do it. What are you doing? I'm trying to do it in... That's the weird ones. They have to do this and they don't even, they don't even, silly, what are they gonna, listen. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Stevie Edwards to our stage?
1: been there there we go yeah first of all thank you guys so much for having me here it's it's really wonderful to be in this room there's such a great energy here and it's cool to see this many people gathered who give to care about poetry and there's not even like any bribe of alcohol like you're just you just all showed up which is pretty awesome um I, I kind of woke up on on the wrong side of my, myself today. And I, and I had a friend call me and give me a pep talk and he's like, "Stevie, all you have to do today is go read poems and no one loves poetry as much as you do." And I was like, "Yeah. Um that's fair. My life is not that hard right now." <laughs> um but anyways, uh poems that's that's what I'm here for. Um so I thought I'd um I'm going to read a few from, from my book, uh, Good Grief. And then I, I was also going to do a few new ones because I really a, uh, appreciated that you all were up here with your notebooks and reading your new shit, <laughs> which is important. Uh, okay. Sunday morning, pastor. When I say that I woke up next to a cow this morning, I don't mean that I woke up next to someone reminiscent of a cow. I don't mean a large woman or someone who was just a piece of meat to me. I don't even usually eat meat. Or women. Especially not in the morning. Not on a Sunday. I mean, I woke up in a field. There was cow shit everywhere. I was relieved to find none in my hair. There was nothing sexual about this. I was not drinking last night. I just, I didn't know what to do about how low the remains of the moon hung through the night. Something in the gravity of this May is pulling everything kiss close to the ground. My body is heavy, pregnant with nothing worth naming. Sometimes fields are for eating in, sometimes fields are for shitting in, sometimes fields are for sleeping in. The cows, they understand this. My loves are still learning not to take it too personally. When I prefer the company of mammals without vocabularies for guilt, the cows are teaching me about need. I don't need the armor of a suit of navy linen or the blister bites of navy leather pumps. I don't need shoes or matching or excuses for standing still for five hours, watching the wind bend the grass southward, or for gravity bedding me down into this field, or for smelling like shit. <laughs> no one cares about the flies storming your ass if you don't. I can get used to the smell. Someday, I may miss something sweet in its pungency. While catnapping on a subway ride to my cubicle, nothing has been done here that can't be undone with a and lavender soap. Nothing worth how this night eats me. Okay. Um since as he mentioned I'm am, I'm am from the hand state. Um I <laughs> I thought it, it, it's sad but it's really true like if you put a bunch of michigan people together well I'll be like yeah I'm from ipslany it's over here. Um I, but anyways I thought I, I do I have a poem for Eminem, who is very misogynist and problematic in many ways but when I was a teenager growing up um he was the first uh, musician or a rapper that I really thought was talking about where I was from, which uh, um, I, so I think we all have like the, those musicians that may be problematic in some ways, but that we can, they they just make you think of home. <laughs> thinking Park. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. Uh, are there? I, I mean, you've got the whole Seattle music like grunge rock scene, so. Yeah. Lot going on around here. Um okay anyways. Two trailer park girls go round the outside for Eminem. I was fifteen when the Eminem show came out. A brace faced Michigan poor scarecrow of angst. I was old enough to be angry. At the litany of all the nice things in the world that were not for girls like me, cars, college, Nikes, sit-down restaurants, ballet lessons, vacations, and you—you you gave me an anthem for being born into a life that comes complete with a wick application and a cardon of parliaments. For sitting quietly, practicing my alphabet during my parents'. AA meetings, while adults would chain smoke and bemoan their childhoods. And wondering if and when it was going to be my turn to speak. Me and my girls, we sh- we screeched your mantras in the backs of lunch lines and bathroom stalls. We shook our awkward little white girl asses, mostly on beat. And for once, I didn't feel the need to convince anyone that I lived in a real house, that it was just next to the subsidized apartments in Trailer Park, that there weren't even any rusting GM carcasses on the lawn, that those occasional twilight pops at the corner were fireworks because we had so much to celebrate. I'd like to take you back to the day that I learned the neighborhood boys had burned down the park playground and there would be no more swinging. I think that maybe you would understand why I climbed up too high into the thinning branches of the trees out back and worried everyone. Em, I hope it's okay if I call you that. I think my mother did the best she could with what she had. I'm a college graduate with food stamps and no furniture in my apartment. Everything I own is fraying and loved. Last night, I slow danced with a woman, and when I lost step twirling, she said that maybe I needed to learn to follow a good lead and my wine-stained mouth slurred. I just got confused, because you let go of my hand. The hippie church I was raised in doesn't believe in sin. But I don't know what to do when my body becomes furniture. The shelf of my back buried in crumbs of infidelities, we won't name. Steady your beer on my shoulders. Would you like some pastrami with that dry, rye sulk? Some mornings, I bend into a medicine cabinet, let you fill me with what's needed to begin your day. Some nights... I splinter your fingertips. Don't give away all the fine china on the first date some noxious voice once told me. I like to slide my saucers under your door out of spite. I've never turned into anything that I couldn't talk my way out of. The Planned Parenthood receipts my mother found, the missing bottles of Vicodin and cooking wine. I'm afraid of trying cocaine. I'm afraid the police would find me, a naked doormat welcoming drunks to the subway entrance, or they wouldn't, which is exactly what loneliness means. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... This poem uh, is the last poem I wrote for this book. Uh, right Bloody has a bit of a, a different contest in that uh, they have you send a sample of, their, of your favorite poems. And then for the finalists, they look at your full manuscript. And the day before my, or no, the two days before my full manuscript was due, I uh, I found out my uncle had died pretty horrifically of liver failure, which um, isn't pretty if you You puke blood and lots of unpleasant things. Um, aporia, which is when you don't know what to say or where to begin. When the conservative lines of a sleeveless funeral dress shifted in the stick of July morning to reveal a map, needled into my shoulders a cartography of home. My father asked me why. I didn't love the body that had been gifted me by God, and by God, I believe he meant himself. Because it was his brother in the casket, and I can recognize a man whose mouth has been hijacked by the image of the liver death he's campaigned against with two decades of sobriety. I said nothing. I am so tired of love that requires beauty to come first. There was nothing beautiful to love about the embalmed pudgy face of my uncle, but his daughters still collapsed into condolences. This is how a family is supposed to break for each other. My uncle has been buried for three months now, and I have been binging toward him stillness is a dead bird. I am trying to keep moving. Today, I bleached all the life out of my hair and dyed the straw a disappointing fade of blue. My father, he loved my auburn locks enough to curse at barbers for shearing off any more than the frayed ends. I am constructing a moat out of ugly. I crush midnight into my skull. I am my own gilded god of pain. Father, wasn't it you who caught my slimy body as I exited the folds of my first home? Wasn't it you who later said I should have stayed there? Too much nastiness for any man to bear. I think I might do a couple of my new ones. Um, this poem is called Interlocutor and a li- interlocutor is like, is someone whose voice you're speaking through. So like, a lot of times maybe Sharon Olds or, uh, Amiri Baraka or someone's your interlocutor because you're using their language in some way or influenced by it. Um, in this poem it's my dad, but, um, interlocutor. Dad says, that I'm the most miserable person he's ever met. He is always saying this as I stir the milk into my morning coffee, pin back stray hairs, pace the living room, asking my empty apartment what I am missing to begin my day. I try to imagine him painting my pregnant mother's toes in sloppy sideways strokes so she'd look down and smile over her big belly. She says that he did this. On an early date, he offered to pay for the jacket she wanted in the mall window, knee-length, bread leather, and she agreed to him paying for half. He must have been tuck-tailed when he realized he could never make her happy sustainably. I can't blame him for trying to decorate a long-dead tree, needleless, her brittle branches always waiting to catch fire. He is always saying to get out of his house if I don't like it. And I am always packing, always leaving. Hopping into a friend's car, a boyfriend's car. Anything that moves me further from his words. I am trying to learn new words. To stacious, to fine sucker. T- to speak reverently. Of this world, without him uh, i um this is a a brand new poem I just wrote um because I am house sitting for some people or dog sitting for someone who, who lives on an orchard, which is, it's pretty cool, uh, nice little writer's retreat <laughs> that you get paid for. Um, against ghosts, come put your dusky coos to rest in this orchard where the last last apples cling, despite no, to spite the siren cold wind. I call the dogs back, gone too far out into the liminal wood lines, disappearing into the lowering dark. Oh, my Ithaca, these two rescues, the pitbull chasing after the fox hound, bark for the empty. I am trying, fierce this year, to leave my dead alone. Dear blank, you spit their eyes back animate or quit with it. You hear me. I need how the space has no echo.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I thought I'd do, uh, one more from the book. This. I, I was trying to think if I had anything holiday-themed. Uh, <laughs> and uh this one mentions Christmas and Home Alone, so I think it's as close as I have.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, with the, with the boy and the, yeah, yes. Um, disown. In Home Alone, the boy, later traumatized by the burn of aftershave, repeats. I have made my family disappear. I have made my family disappear with equal parts horror and glee. This evening needs the opposite of wine. Something like coffee but less fluid. The wine needs a couch near a window, one with full sun to spread itself warm and dripping with light. I cast my limbs far into the deep. The dripping needs a bathroom towel or old newspapers. The towel needs a good wash. I have left far too many good things and gutted apartments, small specks on roadmaps. The first word I learned when I moved to Chicago was gentrification. The first in Ithaca was antimacassar, which is not a word anyone needs to know and shares no root with massacre, which is an unearned hyperbole for being alone. I am burrowing deep into a glacier for the holidays. I need the opposite of terror, the slow rattle of radiator and chamomile tea. I change my phone number again, move across town and don't forward my mail, ward off the possibility of Christmas greetings. At the end of the body, there is a skittering toward the warm, soft center of grief. I am nearly gone. Um, uh, where's the Where's the maestro of the show? Do I have time for one more? Is that uh, I, okay? Awesome. Okay. Um, this is another new one. Um, this is called, uh, for hipsters who wear fake glasses. Which, which, which hopefully, I apologize if it applies to anyone. It's just one of my few pet peeves. Well, because like, I, I, I need them to be able to see, like, or else, yeah. Um, having already taken my eyes out for the night. I cannot discern what my lover's face is doing in the dim lamplight. Mood lighting, it's called, by those who can see to see the defects of another's body of their own. Each year, my optometrist says that my capacity for unaided wonder in cheekbones and hillsides has lessened, is lessening, is moving toward nostalgia. Memory, it is Sunday. I am nine, rousing my mother from bed with coffee. Her eyes agape search my face, wandering around its edges. She misjudges the cup, scalds her right arm. My eyes, they must do that, grapple for a focal point, like a twirling ballerina. I've memorized my kitchen by its form. The coffee pot next to the good outlet, oil and vinegar on the stove top. My fear, it begins here, in laundry baskets and playthings that my future may leave in the living room without warning. My epic, I will break against small unknowns. I am trying so hard not to lose an inch of this world. The gush of a bloody knee, the kneeling of the sun come evening, the face of a sun to come in five years when I will see less but enough to know what parts of me he bears. Thank you guys so much. You've been, um, it's really wonderful to read for people who seem like they're really listening. Uh, So thank you guys for being such a great audience.
0: Stevie Edwards, ladies and gentlemen, keep it going. And with that, four is a scary number, four is more than three.